In a world filled with information, where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest-running financial talk show in Arkansas and let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here, and it starts with you. It's showtime! On today's show, the coronavirus takes the markets on the roller coaster, and there's a lot of screaming going on. How to avoid the motion sickness and keep your retirement in control. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. And we welcome you into another edition of the Get Ready for the Future show. We are actually not live today, Janet. Right. We are recording our show because of some travel schedules uh, that we have here in the uh, in the Gen Wealth headquarters. But uh, we're wanting to t- talk to you today about coronavirus. And of course, everybody has had their attention on the markets. The markets, as I said in the open, have been up and down. And uh, today, as a matter of fact, when we're recording this show on this Monday of this week, uh, the markets had their best rebound ever. As a matter of fact, the Dow was up over 1,200 points, Janet. So I, I never like talking about the points as compared to the percentages. I, I go back to, do you remember in school when you would have a quiz, and if it's a 20-point quiz and you miss 10 points, well, you made it 50%. That's not good at all. But if it's a 100-point test, Tim, and you miss 10 points, then y- you made 90%. That's not too bad. So the difference, you know, we got to look at percentages and, and help people make this make sense. So last week, the Dow was down 12% for the week. The S&P was down 11%. But today, on Monday, March 2nd, the Dow was up over 5% and the S&P was up over 4%. So to put it in percentage points, that makes sense to people. That's where we are. Absolutely. And and we jumped into the coronavirus uh, discussion and did not. Didn't talk about who's here today. Yeah, did not introduce introduce, uh, financial advisor Tim Key. On my right, at the far right end of the table, from the Little Rock office and Candace Stanley, from our Bryant office here on the uh, Get Ready for the Future show, we want to welcome you into our discussion about what you need to know about coronavirus. And of course, as we know, the the markets have had a a, a huge bit of tumult uh, over the last week or so, and it's probably not over yet. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. uh, we had a good day on this Monday that we're recording. Who knows what's happened between the time that you're listening to this and the time that we recorded but obviously it's something that we've got to uh to visit with you about because I think that there is a lot of noise. There is a lot of screaming, as I said, out Mm -hmm. there. And there's a lot of misconception about what's going on as far as the effect of this on the world and the markets, Janet. One of the things I would encourage you to do, if you don't already follow GenWealth on Facebook, I would would find us on Facebook and look for GenWealth Financial Advisors on Facebook and check out the video that John and I both did last uh, last week on Facebook. Friday, there was a video that went up that John is in his vehicle and and basically kind of ranting about the emotional reaction that so many people are giving to you know what was going on in the market at that point. And then we we had me in more of a classroom setting and went to all right, what does this mean for people? And I think that's so important for you to understand. So if you don't already follow us on Facebook, go find Gen Wealth Financial Advisors on Facebook and check out that video. And by the way, it's not just that one we continually do educational events on Facebook on an ongoing basis because we believe that fear most of the time you can handle anything that you're afraid of with a little bit of education and so we're very focused on providing that for you. Tim I think I can uh, without a doubt say that there is plenty of hype in addition to real news coming out about coronavirus. Well there's definitely lots of noise and one thing the markets like is some stability and this Mm -hmm. is everything but that. And so we are getting news blasts from all over about uh, not just the China, but now how it's creeping out to all the different countries and into the United States, which is really what is scaring a lot of people now. How big is this coronavirus actually going to be? And we don't really know yet. Let's let's toss that to Candace yeah. for just a moment, because I heard that South Korea had more outbreaks than anywhere else after China. Right. And you actually have a connection there and mm-hmm. made contact with them. Yeah, I have a friend who teaches English as a second language over there. And so I asked him about the news and, and what the media, the tone of the media was versus where how it is here in America, right. where it's, it's so scary and, you know, everything's 
crashing. There's going to be a market crash and, you know, buy extra food, you know, all Mm -hmm, those things. mm -hmm. Um, And they said, you know, there's not really a panic there that South Korea is being very proactive. They're reaching out to their people. They actually sent a text message to all of their folks um, and on, on a frequent basis to let them know what's going on and to keep them informed. And so there's not a mass hysteria. There's not a panic over there. And, and so and they're dealing with a lot more of it than we are. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The thing that I think about when I go through the thought process of uh, this whole pandemic or whatever you want to call it is I don't remember anybody getting worked up over the flu. And the flu yeah. has killed 18,000 people in America this year. And we've had, as of today, we've had six deaths from coronavirus in America, and most of those people already had depleted medical conditions. And so that's my perspective on this, is that there is a lot of hype and a lot of noise about this, but clearly this is going to have, at least temporarily, Tim, an economic impact, slowing things down because people are just pulling back because they don't understand what's going on. Well, there's still a lot of production in China that's going on from United States companies and other companies around the world. And they did have to shut a lot of factories down or slow the production down. So we are going to see definitely something in the first couple of quarters of the year. Things get turned around. I think Brian Westbury, someone who we follow with First Trust, I mean, he is projecting that the third and fourth quarter will be kind of a catch-up time during that time where more production will be going on. Um, the sales and things like that and the revenues will kick back up. But we will definitely have a slowdown um, in the first couple of quarters at least, if, depending on how long this goes. And then we should be able to see an uptick toward the second half of the year. Of course, last week we saw the headlines that the Dow posted its worst point drop in history, and uh, that was followed up by the best point run up in history on today. But I think it's also important to point out that while it was the worst point drop in history, it was actually the 125th worst percentage mm-hmm. drop in history because the Dow has gone up and up and up yeah. and those points don't mean as much from a percentage basis mm-hmm. as they might have let's say back in 2008 when we saw a lot of volatility in the market as well and I think we just have all had our little anecdotal things that we have gone out and, and done I went to lunch on Friday and I think I was uh, you know spoken to by five people and all five people went what are you doing about the coronavirus? Like, I could do something about it, you know. And, and <laughs> Fix it. Yeah, so, but uh, they were reacting to the markets. Yeah, and we've had a few phone calls, but we don't have an inundation of phone calls when stuff like this happens. Um, I may have talked to, uh, spoken to a couple of clients, and, you know, what are you doing about the coronavirus? Well, what, what about my accounts? And so what I say is, well, the way that we have addressed this was in the beginning when we structured your plan. We structured the plan to withstand things like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's something that we're going to delve into on the show today is it is just for times like this that we have built the GenWealth Ready to Retire process here at GenWealth Financial Advisors. A key thing to think about during a time like this is you should not ever allow short-term circumstances to dictate your long-term financial plan. That's worth saying again. You should never allow short-term circumstances, especially something like this, to dictate your long-term financial plan because we've seen this story before. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and that's why at GenWealth we build your written financial plan for things like this. Um, just since World War II, there have been 26 market corrections. So we're talking about down 10% or more, but not getting into bear market where it's 20% or more. There have been 26 times when this has happened. So when we prepare for somebody's retirement, the reality is it's going to happen. We know, it. we don't know the reason, and we don't know exactly how long and how far it's going to happen. And so if it's not built into your plan, you need to work with an advisor who would do that. And if it is built into your plan, don't worry about it. You know, the last time we had this big of a drop in the market? 2018. Yeah. Matter of fact, and then obviously uh, it corrected itself, moved back up. We will see what will happen with this, but we'll delve more into what you need to know about coronavirus and more so what you need to know about your portfolio. We're just getting started on the Get Ready for the Future show across the state of Arkansas and around the world on the World Wide Web on Facebook. We will be back in just a couple of moments. Stay with us. Education driven, strategy based, team delivered. That's how we roll on the Get Ready for the Future show. And we'll be right back. 
This is Scott Inman. At Genwell Financial Advisors, we understand that there should be more to retirement than just the size of your nest egg. Whether it's more time for family, a fresh start, or just stopping and enjoying life, whatever it is for you, we know that your retirement should be more. With offices across Central Arkansas, there is a GenWealth location nearby. Call 501-653-7355 or visit us online to schedule an appointment and harness the power of more. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member Fender SIPC. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. To say the least, it has been a crazy week on Wall Street in the investment markets and really around the world, Janet, because the markets are all just going crazy, reacting up and down to this whole coronavirus outbreak. Yeah, it it has been kind of all over the map. And not only have the markets reacted, at this point, the Federal Reserve has reacted as well. They cut short-term interest rates by half a point on Tuesday. And that's one of the things we really want to talk about today. Well, and and I think it's important to characterize this. There was some thought in the investment world that the Fed was going to cut rates at some point in time as the economy began to get really long in the tooth in the expansion. But this was termed to be an emergency rate cut because they wanted to inject some activity into the economy uh, as a result of the wet blanket that's been kind of thrown on things by the coronavirus. So when you talk about wanting to interject some activity into the economy, a rate cut is really designed to stimulate economic activity. That is the purpose. But given the nature of this virus outbreak, the stimulus might be a little bit muted since really time and containment are the only things that can positively impact the virus itself. Yeah, and so it'll be interesting to watch how that plays out over the next several weeks. And this is going to be obviously a short-term thing, but it's not going to be something that's going to go away in a day or two because uh, clearly the virus is on on the uh, rampage across the United United States right sure. now to to uh, uh, much like it has been in China, but now for the first time ever, because of all this, interest being that, that's being paid on the ten-year Treasury bond has fallen at least temporarily to below one percent. Janet, first time ever that yeah. that's happened, and that fact will help borrowers because uh, obviously borrowing rates are going to be lower, but it's sure. not going to help the savers. That's absolutely right. So you've got to determine, you know, what are your needs. But frankly, if you're saver, just keep doing it. This is going to turn around. This is where we are for now. John, let's talk a little bit about bonds. Um, despite the rate cut, credit markets are remaining calm. Uh, and we talk about this as a saying we've heard over the years a lot, that bond traders are the smartest people in just about any room they might walk into. We've been around some of those guys. That, or at least a, they think they're yeah, the smartest people yeah, in the room. Yeah. So if that's the case, those bond traders aren't really showing any signs of being worried about the economy sinking into recession at this point. Yeah, there hasn't been any panic in the bond bond market right. by any stretch of the imagination. Now, obviously, we don't have any idea how far this corona outbreak will grow or what the impact on the economy will eventually be. But it is likely that the volatility that we've witnessed this week isn't over. So if you're in the market, our advice is to hang on. If there are indications, and there are indications, that a third and fourth mm-hmm. quarter rebound could be in the offing. John, I'll just go back to where we go all the time on this, and that is, what do you think it's going to look like in the future? And that doesn't mean two hours from now and and five days from now. But if you believe that the market is going to be higher five years from now than what it is right now, then this represents an opportunity. And you just turn off the TV and don't let the panic set in from everything that the media is reporting, and you focus on the long term, because that's really what investment money should be anyway. And panics like this and and downturns like this often pan out to be opportunities. Mm -hmm. And despite an outbreak of a relatively new strain of a virus and the near panic that has ensued in the media, there is really nothing at this particular point in time to indicate right now that this time it's different. So steady as you go, remain focused on the fundamentals, and we'll keep you up to date as things progress. That is the fastest four minutes in investing from Wealth Financial Advisors. The Get Ready for the Future show continues in just a moment. Smarter, simpler, and more personal. The Get Ready for the Future show continues after this. Oh, 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 oh. From 
the Gen Wealth Radio Network Studios. We're back with more of the Get Ready for the Future show. So we're talking about coronavirus and the tumult in the market over the last few days. And we want to offer you some content that you can actually absorb and and get a hold of fairly easily. If you go to our Facebook page, you can connect to a link from the LPL retirement. I'm sorry, the LPL financial research blog. I'll get it out in just Mm -hmm. a second. It is called Gauging the Potential Economic Impact of covid Dash 19, which is what they formally call the coronavirus. So uh, go to our Facebook page. That's facebook.com forward slash GenWealth. If you're watching on Facebook, it's right there in the feed. And you can certainly uh, go and click on that link and read from Ryan Dietrich and the re- uh, research team at LPL Research what their thoughts are about how this is actually going to impact the economy. And uh, Janet, I think we can sum it up by saying it's going to be, we believe, fairly short term. We would definitely agree with that and and i think the importance of of looking at this blog as compared to some of the media reports that you're going to get is this is a what was that show where it was just the facts ma'am yeah that would uh, be dragnet yeah, oh, yeah. yeah dragnet <laughs> this is a dragnet uh you know thought process on how to feel about the coronavirus because what you're getting most of the time is prompting emotions and this is just the facts ma'am and that really is as far as in terms of your investments that's really what you need to be focused on are the facts Tim, I think that you mentioned Brian Westbury earlier, and he said, look, you know, yeah, this is this is something that's got our attention right now, mm-hmm. but the foundational facts about the economy really haven't changed. No, the actual fundamentals are still very strong. Employment's, unemployment's low, and um, companies are still producing great earnings right now. We do expect, like we said in the first segment, that there will be a little bit of a downturn maybe in the first couple of quarters of the year just because of some of the things going on right now. But we really expect things to pick up at the end of the year and still be a strong year for the markets, potentially, and um, probably off the lows that we've seen the last week or so. Well, and and frankly, setting aside the impact from the coronavirus, just because it's a presidential election year, we went into this year expecting volatility. And, you know, we talk often about the the crisis du jour, if you will. And again, we want to be very respectful of people who've lost family members, and we don't want to downplay that at all. But to just look at the economic impact, you could have put any other label on this besides coronavirus, and, and we would not have been surprised by it. It's a presidential election year. Things are going to happen. And Candace, I think that perspective in a situation like this is is way more valuable than almost anything. And I was just noticing that if you take a look at where some of our clients' accounts are right now today, actually on Friday, and you backed up to somewhere in the October, November timeframe, they're really about where they were in October or November. And when you put it in that kind of perspective, they go, oh, yeah. I get mm-hmm. it. Okay. Oh, you mean I didn't lose money. We kind of broke even there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, well, and frankly, some of them, and you're talking about back to October or November, many of them, when you look at it that way, they're still in a 12-month period. Mm-hmm. They're still positive. Yeah. And, and when we line up, where is your plan and where is your portfolio in comparison to your plan, many of them are still right on track because we had a really solid year last year. Yeah. And, and the plan is not to be just about growth. Right. It's about balance balance also. That's right. They really see what their plans get to do when a crisis like this happens mm-hmm. um, and their accounts, their portfolio is not as down as much as the whole entire market is. Right. Yeah. And I think it's important uh, also that we point out that it is four times like this that we have built the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. We use the, the strategy of the income for life model to segment our portfolios and what have you. And so I wanted, I, I actually typed this up so I would get it just right and and not mess it up. But I wanted to share with you uh, some ideas that, that I was just thinking about as we were preparing for this show. So think about it. it the markets were down 15% from February 20th until last week. Now, let's imagine that you had been an indexer, someone who had just invested all their money in the S&P 500 because you were very, very convinced that that was the place to be. That was the investment because it just keeps chugging along. It keeps just gaining, 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 and things are good. And so many people were doing that. That was the trend for quite some time just to avoid cost. People were going to the index because they're like, I can win there and not have to pay. Now, let's imagine also that you're retired and you're taking your income from your portfolio and you want that income to be in the bank around the first part of the month. 
And so guess what you had to do last Friday when the market bottomed out? You had to break the number one rule of investing, which is to buy low and sell high. Right. The market was low, and you had to sell. Your advisor, somebody had to sell in order to create that income for you. To our, be, our clients did not have to do that, by the way. To be specific, you had to sell 15% more yep. of that index fund to generate the same amount of income that you would have had to sell back about a week ago. So if you're, let's just do easy math. If, if you would have had to sell 100 shares, then you had to sell 115 shares. Those 15 extra shares that you had to sell, they never get a chance to come back up in value. That's that's the disastrous part of this, is that when you begin to, this is called reverse dollar cost averaging. When you begin to have to sell shares like that in volatile times, you get into a tailspin in your portfolio and you, you can't recover from that if we continue to have times like that on an ongoing basis. And Tim, I know that when we were looking at 2019, the markets were just on fire. We were up 20, 25, 30%, depending on what type of investment you were actually in. And we had a lot of people going, well, why are you putting some money in bonds? The market's just going up like crazy. Well, you know, that's one thing we do run in cycles. I mean, the market's going to go up, market's going to go down, bonds are going to go up and down as well. And the one thing that... um, Candace alluded to is the way we plan and the way we segment. We are actually going to time when we have to sell certain things. We don't want to be able to or have to sell when things are down. So we are going to be able to make sure that we have money in place to provide that monthly income that's going to come from some safe investment that's we're not going out trying to get, you know, 10, 15 percent on the investment return on that early money and even on the long money we're not planning for that but if we get it mm-hmm. that's great but i think one of the scary things with the um, the last week and a half or so is how quickly that correction happened i believe oh, yeah. it was the yeah. fastest it's ever happened too um more than 10 percent in six days well and, but but let's think about this we were primed for a correction anyway right. because the markets had actually gotten a little bit ahead of themselves. Exactly. And so when that happens and it is compounded, I guess you would mm-hmm. say, by something like the coronavirus, then it doesn't surprise me that it would have been down that much. Absolutely. Candace, for a Gen Wealth client, okay, and I know everybody's is personalized for them, but as a general rule, um, when we look at the impact from last week and the downturn, how long is it? How many years before most people who are just at the at the beginning of retirement? How many years before they need to even touch what was exposed to last week's volatility? That would be fifteen years. So fifteen I mean, years. I'm thinking if you got fifteen yeah. years, we've got time. Right. You know? And the last uh, let's see, 2008 was yeah. when the last time that we've had kind of a downturn like this. Right. Um, and it wasn't 2008 was much worse, but. Um, that was 12 years ago. Right. So if they don't need that money for 15 years, all we're doing is giving that money time. Yeah. And so if you think about whatever they experienced back in 2008 when the market was down 40%, that bucket of money that was exposed to more market volatility than the short-term buckets, they still haven't even gotten into it now. Mm-hmm. And it's like 2008 never happened. It's so important that you have your assets segmented like that. Mm-hmm. This is the Get Ready for the Future show from Gen Wealth Financial Advisors. We're talking about all things coronavirus and uh, the volatility in the market and really what you should should be doing as far as your portfolio is concerned. By the way, I wanted to mention Scott Inman's still away. If you're uh, wondering, uh, we didn't ship him off anywhere, and uh, the coronavirus has not gotten he's Scott. Not, but He's uh, not doing a special report anywhere no, on the coronavirus. No, he, he will right. be back very soon. So yes. uh, we've, we uh, we miss him and, and uh, are looking for him to join us back here at, at the roundtable. Yes. But uh, what I wanted to, to convey is that oftentimes people react to things like this, and they will call their advisor and they will say do something uh, this is this is a, you know do something and our point is here at gen wealth we've already done something well and all we need to do is talk to you that that's really what it boils down to most of the phone calls i probably a hundred percent i don't know this across the board but everyone where i've heard the details of it there was no action needed for the client it was just a reminder of this is how we segment your assets and actually as we take a look at this you know compared to last year where we're actually still very we're still positive we're where we need to be according to your plan so there's no need to react based on the news that you're hearing your plan is still solid and so if that's the case turn off the news and go out to eat you're I, good i think the key in exactly what janet said there was 
it is about your plan yes. and the outcome that you're looking for from your plan. It's really not about did you lose some of the, the fluff that was on the market at the at the end of 2019, the first part of 2020. Yes, you have that has gone down. But has that affected you? Has that affected your plan? Have you really lost anything if you haven't sold it? The answer to that is no. You still have the same number of shares that you had way back when. You may even have more because right. uh, you may have gotten paid a dividend or a capital gain or something of that nature. And so you've got opportunity here where you you don't need to make a wrong decision at the wrong time for the wrong reason. And I think that is the key part of what we do here at GenWealth. In addition to the way that we manage money is, Tim, we're always willing to talk to people if they have concerns yeah we're always there for you if you have a question just call email whatever it might be and we're going to be very transparent with you and what we are hearing what we're thinking and and move forward from there but um in most cases the right answer right now is really not to do anything as far as the investments go the worst thing you can probably do right now is move everything to something to cash and miss the upturn and we don't know how quickly it's going to go up today was up five percent if I know a lot of people that have already made that change and moved to cash and they missed this little upturn. Now, we don't know how long it's going to last and everything else, but we also have had clients come in from 2008, 2009 yeah. to move to cash and they were still sitting in cash 10 mm-hmm. years later. Guys, I, I didn't think to bring this in with us today, but we've all seen those pieces about if you miss like the 10 worst days or the 10 best days in the market, the, the impact that it has. And so these people you're talking about who they experienced the downturn and then they they didn't experience today on Monday they weren't there for that upswing and it will have a tremendous impact on you know what everything looks like all total when when they look back and go okay what was the impact from this because they missed that high it's just the fear that gets into somebody to make a reaction and that reaction is usually the wrong reaction if you're not really sure what you're doing Mm -hmm. and I think that's what we've seen a lot of if you have time before you're ready to retire or if you have a plan that you feel like you're really not ready to retire give us a call let us sit down visit with you tell you a little bit about how we handle things at GenWealth Financial Advisors I think you will see the GenWealth difference in that conversation give us a call at 501-653-7355 that's 501-653-7355 offices across the state of Arkansas and in North Louisiana we would love to hear from you we're back on the get ready for the future show in just a moment are you following us on social media search for gen wealth on facebook or follow us on twitter at gen wealth fa so you don't miss out on behind the scenes photos money tips and informational videos the get ready for the future show will be back after this Education-driven, strategy-based, team-delivered. That's how we roll on the Get Ready for the Future show, and we're back for more. I want to remind you once again that you have the opportunity to go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash GenWealth, and access a research report from LPL Research. It is a blog that they wrote. It's called Gauging the Potential Economic Impact of COVID-19 or the Coronavirus. And of course, our team at LPL Research, there's uh, about 70 people, Janet, in Charlotte, North Carolina, suburban Charlotte, North Carolina, that that's all they do is pay attention to this. And they've been working overtime here of late. Yeah, and we really rely on the research department a tremendous amount here at GenWealth, uh, whether it's in times like this or just day in, day out, because as I tell clients all the time, we spend time in client meetings. We spend time putting together plans, that type of thing, and we can't do that and do abundant levels of research. And so these people don't have client meetings. They they get to spend their time doing research. I say get to. They, <laughs> they think they get to. I think they have to. I wouldn't want to do their job. I'm very no. grateful that they do. And and it's in times like this that we really uh, enjoy, frankly, having them to be able to rely on them while you know we can get information from them and relay that to you. But we're going to give you direct access on this one. So you can go and find it on our Facebook page. Search for GenWealth Financial Advisors, and you can get uh, access to this there. Absolutely. And so I want to talk now about what you do at this point. Maybe you see some opportunity here with the markets down from where they were on their all-time highs, volatility going on. What's the right strategy? Do you just throw a bunch of money into the market and and hope that you've caught it at the right time? Or what's the right strategy? So I want to revisit 
a couple of things that I think are, are very important, and that is the old traditional IRA account mm-hmm. and the Roth IRA account. Because for most people in the state of Arkansas, you can still make a non-deductible contribution to an IRA, and you can also make a contribution to a Roth IRA if you're under a certain income st- uh, uh, bracket. So I think it's uh, times like this that, that people think, well, I may have maxed out my 401k plan, but Tim, there's still some opportunity out there for them to save some more money. Definitely, and I think, I think the um, contribution limit for this year is $6,500? $7,000. $7,000 total if you're 50 and over. Yes. So, um, sorry about that. Just That's okay. Little, it, it somehow changes, I know about changes. that 50 yeah. and over one. I don't know. I, don't. I, know. I, I just hit that this year, right. too, so I should know that myself. Um, but, yeah, if you haven't maxed out your 401k, I mean, that's a great place to do that. That's yeah. easy payroll deduction. But if you have maxed that out, like John said, you can do a non-deductible contribution to a IRA, or if you're under, I believe it's $195,000 or so in household income, you can actually use a Roth IRA. And you're able to contribute to that. Um, You can either write one single check um, to that and make a contribution. We can make that purchase of whatever that investment is. Or you can even set up automatic um, drafts from your bank account to be able to do that in dollar cost average into that account over the course of a year. We've talked about non-deductible traditional IRA contributions, but most people who do a traditional IRA contribution in the state of Arkansas are actually going to be able to deduct that contribution. So that gets into the weeds a little bit on where you are income-wise and everything. I think the key here is to work with an advisor and with your CPA, if you have one, to determine where you're going to fall as far as the eligibility to be able to either deduct it or to go directly to a Roth or to do what we would call a back door Roth contribution so that you can ultimately get to that Roth but not go directly to it. There are lots of options that you have, but Candace, I, I would say that the key is to really get the sequencing of events right, meaning, you know, where do they go first? Do they go to their employer plan first? Do they go to the IRA first? What steps would you say that they need to go through? Well, it definitely depends, but the first question we're going to ask with your employer plan is, are you getting a match? So if there's a match, yeah, we want you to take advantage of that first because that's free money. Whatever that you put in, your company's going to match up to a certain percent. And so that's fantastic. That's almost 100% return right there. You know, that's one we talk about all the time that it it blows our minds how many people don't take advantage of it. I say regularly, you know, that the most common match is a 50% match. And so if if I stood out here on the, on the corner of Reynolds Road and Commerce and I said, hey, if you drive by and give me a $100 bill, I will give you in return $100 fifty and you can go and do with it what you want. I mean, we would cause a traffic jam like, you know, Bryant has never <laughs> seen, but but people don't look at their employer plans like that. But that's exactly what they're doing. It's a fifty percent or maybe even a hundred percent match, you know, on your money before it's even invested. I'm well, gonna I'm gonna use a, a uh, an accounting term, cash on cash return. There you go. Cash <laughs> on cash is good. Think about the cash that you put into your employer plan and I know you you're not maxing out the match. (laughs) Can't even say it because nobody does it. it, it, It's crazy. (laughs) Most people are not maxing out the match. If you are not, you need to jump on this like crazy because the cash on cash return, meaning the amount of money that you put in, and the return that you get from just the employer's matches is tremendous. And then if we got this run up in the market that we think will will happen when all of this settles down, then you've even made more money, Tim. Well, I'm a little bit of a math nerd. So, I mean, I, I think about it, if we get a dollar for dollar match, mm-hmm. so we get a 100% return on the money day one that we put into it from our company. If we were getting an 8% average annual return based on rule of 72s, it would take nine years for that dollar to double just in market returns. Mm -hmm. So instead of nine years, you get it day one if you're Mm -hmm. contributing getting that match. I like that math. Not bad math, huh? Pretty good (laughs) stuff. I want to focus also on the Roth IRA for a moment because uh, for young people out there, if you're watching or listening to this show today, if you don't have a Roth IRA, you need to check up. You you really do because a Roth IRA for a young person represents one of the biggest bonanzas that you could ever get as far as an investment vehicle is or a uh, savings vehicle is concerned. Let me put it that way because it's really not about the investment that you're making into the underlying fund or anything like that. It's about that dynamic, Janet, of the Roth IRA. And and let me quantify what a young person is. (laughs) Um, uh, 
I, I won't even go there, John, but John has a birthday later this year. It, a Roth is probably not in his best interest at this point, uh, but might in, <laughs> it might be. Probably not. If you, are, if you are 10 years out from retirement, I would say you need to check into a Roth IRA. So it's really not an age thing. Like when he said, you know, all you young people out there, I was thinking, well, that excludes me, but I know I'm, I'm really still in that Roth age range because I'm more than 10 years out. So that still makes sense in terms of proximity to retirement. Now, your coworkers may all be calling you mom and dad and you feel older. That's okay. It's proximity to retirement. Okay. I think she's trying to backdoor say that she's a young thing still. I don't know. But it's all, it's comparatively speaking, John. But Candace, <laughs> comparatively speaking, thank you. Let's, let's talk about the advantages of a Roth IRA because if you put money into a Roth IRA right now, you don't get the tax deduction that you get or the tax favored treatment that you get in terms of your employer plan. You still pay taxes on that money, but that's really not the deal. Yeah, and I actually had this conversation as recently as last night. My uh, sister and her fiance called me and, you know, what should I do? Where should I put my money? I have an employer plan, uh, but I want to do more. And I said, well, do you have a Roth IRA? Yeah, I used to have a Roth IRA, but, you know, I didn't know. I didn't really understand it. I said, well, okay, well, here's the deal with the Roth IRA. You're going to put in, you can put up to $6,000 this year because you're only 34 years old. So, yes, that still qualifies as young. (laughs) And um, you're going to invest inside of that account. And then when it grows, you're going to take that money as income one day, right? Uh, 59 and a half is kind of the magic number. Once you reach 59 and a half and you want to take that as income, all of those earnings are tax-free. And his mind was blown. He said, are you serious? Is that what I've been missing this whole time? Mm -hmm. So he started, he said, okay, I'm going to do a Roth IRA. And he actually has the option inside his 401k to do a Roth 401k. And so he said he started moving everything of all his contributions to that as well. Let's talk about that for just a moment, because a lot of people don't really understand how that works and how it couples with the employer match. So your employer is looking for the tax benefit on their match. If they're going to put money into it because they're not ever taking money out of the account, they have to take their tax advantage on the front end. So their dollars are going to go in in more of, let's just compare it to like a traditional IRA. So they get a tax benefit on at the beginning and they don't have to worry about it from that point forward because after that it's your money. So what you withdraw from their match later has to be in traditional dollars. It will be taxed later because it's never been taxed before, but that's okay because it's, it, it's free money to you. So it's okay that you're having to do the taxes at that point. But then when you look at what you can contribute, if you have access to be able to contribute Roth dollars, then as Candace was saying, you can pay the taxes on that money now, not take the deduction currently, but then in retirement, all of that money, all of the growth is going to be tax-free to you. And we don't get many opportunities at tax-free money. And we've been talking a lot this show about uh, the way we structure our income plans for retirees, but when you're accumulating, this market volatility is golden for you. Yes. Because you're about to take advantage of purchasing shares when they're on sale. Absolutely. I want to be sure that we we point out something else about the Roth IRA because this this is a fact that will escape most people in in talking about the Roth IRA. I've been uh, doing some work on a uh, the retirement income certified professional designation. And one of the things that we've been studying is Medicare and uh, Social Security. So your Medicare premium the premium that you pay for Part B Medicare is pegged on how much taxable income you have during your your retirement years. Well, the only thing that is excluded from taxable income is income from a Roth IRA. Now, what that means to you is that you will pay lower, potentially lower Medicare premiums if you have Roth IRA income as opposed to 401k or traditional IRA income. Very easy to to understand that that tax-free income coming in is tax-free as far as the income itself is concerned, but could afford you lower uh, premiums for your Part B Medicare. On top of that, you've got a situation where Social Security is taxable at either a zero, 50%, or 85% of your benefit level. And so the only thing that doesn't qualify as taxable income to do that calculation by 
is Roth IRA money. So a Roth IRA is an incredible vehicle as long as Congress doesn't jump in and screw it up between now and the time that you retire, like they have many other things. <laughs> but uh, I, I would find it very hard yeah. to believe that they would violate that trust. Yeah, that's that's something that would get them not reelected. And, and I understand, you know, we've we've seen some changes here and there over the years, but but to go back on this at this point, you know, I can understand changes moving forward, but not to go back on what they've already done. Yeah. So if you'd like to sit down with an advisor, we would love to help you. Just give us a call here at Genwell Financial Advisors. We've got offices in Little Rock, Bryant, El Dorado, Hot Springs, now in Conway and in Bossier City, Louisiana. A Gen Wealth advisor is near you. Would love to sit down and talk with you about whatever your retirement situation is. Give us a call at 501-653-7355 or look us up online at GetReadyForTheFuture.com. We're back on the Get Ready for the Future show in just a moment. We've got live events happening near you. Go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com slash events for a calendar and sign up now. We're back right after these messages. A smarter, simpler, more personal approach to retirement continues with the Get Ready for the Future show. If you are catching our radio show on Facebook, you may want to know that Destination Retirement is still available to you. It is coming up on tomorrow night at 6.30 at the Crown Plaza in West Little Rock. Now, that is going to be Thursday night, March 5th. So if you're listening on radio, it's already happened. Mm-hmm. But if you're watching on Facebook Live, you still got an opportunity, Janet, to catch Destination Retirement. I, I got to say, we are super excited about Destination Retirement. It's, it's more of a storytelling type of presentation. Uh, than, you know, point one and point two and point three. It's not that type of, of PowerPoint presentation. We're telling a story about a journey to destination retirement. What do you need to know if you're going to take that journey? So if, uh, John, as you said, if you're catching this in time to join us on March 5th at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock, we would love to have you join us. You can do that by contacting us through the website. You can go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com and click on the Events tab and register there. Absolutely. And so uh, if you haven't caught Destination Retirement, uh, there will be more opportunities for that because it is the steps that you need to take to be ready for a journey without a paycheck into retirement. And we're talking about destination retirement, guys, I want to focus on, we were talking earlier in the show about IRAs and Roth IRAs and that type of thing. One of the things we haven't talked about in a long time on the show is what to do with that old 401k money that you may not have been paying attention to. You may have thought about it when, you know, the, all this market volatility started and you may have even looked it up and went, oh my gosh, this thing is yeah. just, you know, up and down. I probably need somebody to pay attention to this for for me. And so if you have an old 401k or, or if you're about to leave a job, there are some steps that you need to consider about what to do with that 401k plan, Tim. Well, there are really four different options that um, you can do with the old 401k. If you go to work for a new employer and they allow you to move that over, you can consolidate those and bring that over. That's a it's one good thing to do. Um, a second, um, if you've retired, um, you probably you could leave it where it is. I mean, that's what some people have done for years and years. The risk there is that if you've moved, sometimes it's hard mm-hmm. to keep up with them. I mean, you're not maybe logging in every day to see what the balance is, and they're sending you an email or they're sending you um, letter, the statement yeah. in the mail. And if you change that email or you move, um, you may lose track of that. And, and frankly, a lot of them, when you talk about retirees, a lot of the 401ks are really not set up to provide systematic retirement income. Some of them can do that. Some of them are not so user-friendly in that arena. Exactly. Usually the investments inside that 401k are more toward growth. They're right. not toward that uh, monthly retirement income. Third thing you can do is cash it out, pay the taxes and the penalties. Um, we don't recommend that. The fourth is to roll it over to that IRA and let someone manage it for you. And so that's um, what we usually recommend uh, because we are able to then control that, um, monitor that for you and put that in your plan to what that whatever that goal might be, whether it's retirement or just accumulation. I was just about to say that, yes, you can leave it at your employer and, and go into retirement. But what you're doing there is you're leaving behind 
the planning process. And the planning process is way more important in our minds, Candace, than, than the investments. Yeah, if that account's just being ignored, there's nobody there to advise you and help you with it. Right. So there's nobody to say, okay, hey, you know, you're approaching retirement. We may need to uh, back off the throttle a little bit and get some conservative investments inside of this portfolio. This this goes way back, but John will remember this. We, we used to have a briefcase that was a 401k briefcase, and the, the whole point of the visual was to take it with you when you, when you go. And Candace, before you came here, wherever you were previously, I'm sure, as you have now, that you had pictures of your kids on your desk, right? Yes. Okay, <laughs> when you left, did you pack up those pictures and take them with you, or did you leave them there? I took my pictures with me, of okay. course. You took the pictures with you. Now, let me ask you, this is a very difficult question, okay? Okay. <laughs> Which one has larger monetary value, the picture that you could probably reprint and get framed again for just a few bucks, or... Your 401k. Let's see, did they clean their room last night? <laughs> There's more uh, there. It's not the value of the okay, kids. that's right. It's the that's value right. of the yeah, no, Absolutely, the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the, the pictures, you could replace them, right? But right. that 401k, I mean, you know, that truly is the most valuable thing that you have when you get ready to leave a former employer. And people just don't think about packing it up and taking it with them, Tim. No, I think that's the first thing I did when I moved over here about four years ago from my old company is I had the form and I was ready to fill it out when I walked out the door to make sure it didn't get left behind. I wanted to make sure it had a plan and and put that where it needed to be so that I could take care of it with my financial advisor and work it according to our plan. I think that that probably, if I had to guess, there's somewhere around 30 or 40% of the clients that we see come into GenWealth, they have what I call an orphan 401k mm-hmm. plan. Mm-hmm. Now, they haven't, you know, it hasn't been taken in by the state or anything, uh, you know, as lost property right. or anything like that, but they just kind of have forgot about it. It's just kind of collecting dust over there. They really haven't done any kind of changes to their investments. They really haven't uh, considered it as part of their plan. It's just money that they had stacked up over there. But no one is really implementing a plan around those dollars. And I think that's the key is that mm-hmm. when you think about the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process, mm-hmm. there is a lot of planning that goes on. We were talking at the top of the show today about the fact that that the planning has already been done for right. an event like the coronavirus, even though we didn't even know what coronavirus was. Right. You know, I thought it was something that had to do with drinking beer or something <laughs> like that. But It goes well with Lyme disease, we've heard. Yes. That's, that's true. Yeah. So, I can say that my wow. husband has Lyme disease. I can say that. It's okay. But but you know the 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 key is that you need that money working in your plan. Yeah. And so if you box it up and take it with you, then you can actually sit down with an advisor and go over that, have that advisor work with you on that. Now, obviously, your decision about that is critical, and then if you decide to, that you want to move forward with that, then that's great. There's one other thing that I want to talk about before we run out of time today, and that is for those that are approaching retirement, but they're still going to work a few years. Mm-hmm. If they hit that magic 59 and a half marker, Janet, they've got an opportunity to do a rollover while they're still at work. And and this, in times like this, I think it becomes way more evident the reason that we discuss doing this on a regular basis. So, and and John, you and I were talking about somebody you recently met with who kind of timed this just right, basically on their 59 and a half. At 59 and a half, most companies will allow you to do what is called an in-service distribution. Now, we're not going to have you take that out and cash it, you know, which is one of the options, but we would look at rolling that over. And the reason the IRS allows you to do this is that it allows you to align those investments with what needs to happen for your personalized retirement plan. Keep in mind that, you know, between 59 and a half and whatever point you plan to retire, it's probably a pretty short time period. So you don't have time for a 2008 on your overall portfolio. You have to restrict how much of that is exposed to any significant market downturn. So we can we can do a roll over of what is in the account. Let's say there's $700,000 in your account. We can roll that over. So your statement looks kind of funny for a period of time. It goes from $700,000 down to zero because that money has now moved to an IRA or a Roth IRA, whichever one is appropriate based on the funds that you have. And then on your very next paycheck that you get, you'll begin contributing to that plan and still get the company match just like you did in the past. So it kind of looks like you're a new employee as far as the balance on your 401k is concerned. But what that allows you to do is have all of that transitioned and prepared for whatever may come down the 
the line because the choices inside of your retirement plan, it doesn't matter what plan you have, the choices inside of your retirement plan are going to be somewhat restricted. And John, you recently met with somebody who had transitioned their money and they were kind of, you know, ahead of time going, well, I'm going to miss all this upswing in the market. And they transitioned it right before the, the downturn hit yeah. last week. So that's really the reason we do this. We know these things are going to happen. And if it continued to go down for whatever reason, this guy's protected because he's already transitioned those assets. So. If you're in a situation where you're coming up on 59 and a half, or maybe you're already there, if you'll contact us at GenWealth, we can walk through and determine whether you're eligible for a 59 and a half rollover distribution, and then discuss whether or not it's appropriate for you to pursue that. So all you have to do is give us a call, 653-7355, for any of our locations, that number works. So the area code is 501-653-7355, and we can talk through the pros and cons on a 59 and a half insert distribution. As a matter of fact, we can get out a document to you that, that lays yes. out all of those. Just give us a call and say you'd like to have that uh, in-service distribution document. We'll get that to you uh, by email here at GenWealth Financial Advisors. All right, that is our alert that it's uh, just a couple of minutes left in the show. Time for us to give some final thoughts on this. And so let me start off by saying uh, my final thought is this is a time for opportunity. Mm -hmm. When you look at volatility in the market, that means things are changing. And anytime things are changing, you can look at it as being something good or you can look at it as being something bad. We tend to think about opportunities. And certainly we've covered some of those opportunities today. If you are a ways away from retirement, then you need to be dollar cost averaging in a market like this to take advantage of what the market is actually giving you. Think about maxing out your IRA, 401k plan, Roth IRA, really a very key thing for folks to do. So that's more focused on people who are farther out from retirement. Let's talk about people who are, are really close to retirement. Maybe this last week was a reality check for you. Maybe, frankly, it scared you in terms of seeing how much your portfolio decreased in value in a very short period of time. We would strongly encourage you, if you're getting close to retirement, it, it, at least if you're within five years of retirement, it is time to sit down with a financial advisor so that you can have a written plan on paper, on purpose, that is prepared for downturns like this. And so that way you are emotionally prepared because you know that you're financially prepared for downturns like this. Candace, I think calm is the key word in any time you've got market volatility. Yeah, don't make decisions based on emotion, especially long-term decisions. Tim, final thought? Well, you know, I think we're just a week away from an 11-year bull market now. And mm -hmm. I think one of the things... Um, Scott Inman and I have talked about is that, you know, we've had some nice gains over these last 11 years. If you are getting close to retirement, it might be time to, you know, scale back a little bit. And if you don't have a plan, we need to get that plan in place. But we can't be all growth going into this last stretch. That's absolutely true. If you'd like to reach out to us, we're available to you at 501-653-7355 or go to our website, getreadyforthefuture.com. We'll see you next week. The GenWealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 501-653-7355. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. GenWealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of GenWealth Financial Advisors, and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only.